Alex Caruso makes his thoughts known on the current Zach Levine situation and the team getting off to slow starts. We're going to talk about that, plus we're going to preview the game tonight against the Toronto Raptors and dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod with every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content. So, Alex Caruso has made, uh, you know, was interviewed by Darnell Mayberry and uh, made his thoughts known on the current Zach Levine situation and the team's slow starts. And so, as far as what Zach, he said this, Zach's been the same teammate that I think he's been since I've been here. I don't think any of this outside stuff, at least to me, it doesn't seem like it's affected us too much. I think it's more still about the product of basketball on the court that we're really not meeting the mark. But Zach, I haven't seen a change or a shift in his attitude or his daily routines since any of this stuff has popped up. Now, I, I hear what Alice Crusoe is saying, and players would know much better than what we uh, as fans would know just trying to pick apart what we do see, right? We see a very small glimpse of everything, but if it's not the Zach Levine situation, something's still different about this team, and you see it. The effort is different. Now, again, we usually show the effort in the second half of games, and, you know, a wake-up call, the bench has been setting the tone all season long, which that hasn't even been the case since Alice Crusoe's been really in this in the starting lineup but I think when it comes down to it yeah as sports fans we look at the Zach Levine situation and we like to you know apply that and put that on everything going on with the team it has to link back to the Zach Levine situation and I'm not saying it's not it's not like Alice Crusoe would come out and say yeah Zach Levine's been a piece of shit since this trade stuff came out he's not going to say that right and I've always said we won't really find out kind of the details on how players are feeling about it probably until after the Zach Levine trade goes down and even then it may not be to like the end of season press conferences where we really get maybe a little bit more inside with that or not even to the offseason but you know it does seem like something's different around this team now you know some people have attributed to uh the players quitting on the coach some people have attributed to the Zach Levine stuff we even had a voicemail on yesterday's Thanksgiving episode where um somebody said they felt like the players kind of had tuned Zach out and you know even though I said then Maybe they've, they're tuning out the drama and kind of everything else around it, but not necessarily Zach the player. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of different routes and angles that you can take it. The Bulls are struggling. And when teams are struggling, you always try to find a reason why. Like, especially with it being as bad as, it, as, it, as it's been for the Chicago Bulls, a team that, you know, the slow starts we'll talk about here in a second have really helped hurt the Bulls for, uh, you know, the, the entirety of the season. But when it comes down to it, this, this, it just something feels off with this team. Now, it may be that this team has just run its course. And I've said it before, is that every team I feel like has a, a course that it naturally goes until at some point it gets stagnant and stale. And yeah, this team's only been together three seasons. It's been four seasons in total under Billy Donovan. And I think when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, like maybe it's just that, is that this combination of players has just run its course. And keep in mind, we haven't had a vocal on-court leader throughout most of this stretch of this team, and maybe that's something. We don't have that guy to really rally everybody around. Yeah, DeMar's the leader in the locker room, and he's a motivator and things like that. But, like, that really just stand in front, no, I, I got my guys type leader. We really haven't had that, and I think that plays a part, especially when you go through turmoil as a team um, and you don't have that leader. Everything starts crumbling. So there's a lot going on around the Bulls right now. The season, you know, only, only what, 16, 17 games into the season, it, it feels like it's a, it's a bit of a wash already, but 
you know, it, we still have a long season ahead of us for the Chicago Bulls. And can they still figure it out? I would, I, I, I don't, you guys know, I don't really feel like they can. I think when you look at the problems that this team has, the lack of energy, uh, I think that, you know, the, it, the Zach Levine trade may, may change some things, but even then, uh, I, I just don't know. I, I'm of two minds because the fight that we show in second half of games, if we can make that consistently over the course of the game, I do think the Bulls would have two or three more wins easily, right? And so, you know, it, it's the woulda, coulda, shoulda aspect of it. The first quarters completely kill the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, this team does get down on themselves. And Alex Caruso even had something to say on the slow starts as well. He said this, honestly, I think there's maybe two or three games that we kind of wasted. But other than that, it's just not being good enough in the final stages of games. And a lot of that has to do with our star starts. Um, we've gotten down and then had to make these heroic comebacks and then just falling short at the end Four games now this season. We win those four games, and we're a couple of games over 500 or whatever it is, and it changes the dynamic and outlook of what the beginning of the season looks like. But for me, it's just about finding it because we're really close, man. We watch film. We do a good job with the stuff we're trying to do when we do it well. It's just about limiting the times that we don't do stuff well. Now, if you guys have been watching the actual Bulls broadcast, Stacey King has been saying now for probably the last three or four games that this team is close. This team is close. and. I get where he's coming from in that. Even in Alice Caruso's comments here, just, you know, talking about how the team could have four more wins if they did play, you know, if you eliminate the slow starts, play better uh, down the stretches of games, either or, yes, there are, very, there are more wins in store for the Chicago Bulls if they can do those things. But the biggest question is that we've been talking about this for a while now, right? It's not like the Bulls, yes, it's the first quarter now, but the Bulls have always, since this team has come together, it was the third quarters for a while, it was fourth quarters last season, and now it's the first quarters. We always have quarters where we just can't score the ball, and those are usually what gets us out of games. We can kick it up uh, in the intensity defensively, right? That's what the this Bulls team has shown for quite a while is the ability to be able to kick in the, def uh, the defensive intensity when needed. But we just don't do it consistently enough to where it's getting to wins yet. And we talked about it. The Bulls have been in the most clutch situations in the season so far. They're like three and five over that time. You know, if the Bulls play better and, and execute better down the stretch, we're talking about a much different Chicago Bulls team. This is a top 10 defense in the league. Depend and that's with the limitations that we have from a lot of the players on the defensive side of the ball that are in that starting lineup. And we're still a top 10 defensive team in this league and we got things that we need to fix and solve absolutely but I think when it comes down to it the Bulls have to figure out how to control their controllables they have to figure out how to find that edge how to find that identity right and that's really what a lot of this I think still comes back down to we don't have an identity we don't have a well-coached team Billy Donovan gets out coached on a nightly basis um, we have flaws on this roster which is you know due to the roster construction we have players that are shooting some of their career lows um, as far as percentages from the field and shooting splits from, from the core three players in Vooch, Damara, and Zach. So, you know, a lot of those things, you, you talk about correcting two out of those things that I just named, and the season does have a very different outlook. Now, I don't think that changes where we end up being with this whole Zach Levine and trade stuff, but I do think that it does change kind of how you view this team. But at the end of the day, the team just has to win games. They have to find a way to dig it in and win games. And so we can talk and identify all day long, and that's one thing that this team has been good about since uh, Billy Donovan's taken over at the coach. We talk good. We identify very well what the problem is. But when it comes to actually correcting it on the court, the Bulls have not done that consistently enough for it to, to translate to wins for this basketball team. And so at the end of the day, if that does change and it gets better for this team, all right, then we talk about a different story.
But, you know, I just wanted to talk about that because Alex Caruso is one of the players that I do look at as he's definitely having a much better season than what he had. And, you know, we've even heard now um, uh, Bill, Bill Simmons came out and said uh, that, you know, the Bulls could easily get two first-round picks back for Alex Caruso from what he's hearing. And, you know, I, I, I've always been of, of kind of two places when it comes to Alex Caruso. I love Alex Caruso. He's a Chicago Bulls type player. I would I love him on this team, and I think that he is for the very little bit of identity we have on this team. Alex Caruso is a big part of that. Now, I do think that if we trade off all the assets that you you're trying to get back, and you're just you're going into ac, uh, uh, asset acquisition mode, then you may have to look at some things. But Alex Caruso is shooting the highest number of three pointers in his career and hitting it at a forty seven point nine clip almost 48% from three-point range. And it's not like he's taking a middle school amount of threes out there. He's taking three and a half three-pointers per game. Listen, Alex Caruso has stepped up his game in the ways that we've needed it. And he is such an important part, averaging double-digit points for the first time in his career as well. Like, all those things are great. And I love Alex Caruso. But at the end of the day, whatever this, this new shape of this Chicago Bulls roster starts taking, you know, if Alex Caruso is a part of it, I'm not mad at it at all. But if you go into asset acquisition mode to recoup some of the assets you gave up in building this team, depending on what the deal is, I can't necessarily be mad at that, but we're not going to give Alice Caruso away for nothing. But talking about games, we do have a game tonight against the Toronto Raptors. Levine is questionable in this game with that same uh, foot soreness that he had that kept him out against the OKC Thunder. But let's keep in mind, this is a team that we narrowly beat in overtime last uh, in, the, in the last time that we played them, and that was on an Alice Caruso three-pointer, right? We shot the ball in that game. 37% from the field and, and 20% from three-point range. We shot the ball absolutely terribly. It was us kicking it up defensively that was able to put us in a position to be able to win that game. And so when you look at the Toronto Raptors and how we match up, their length is always giving the Bulls fits, um, especially this version of the team. And it's something that we still have not necessarily seen like Nikola Vucevic be able to experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. To take advantage of anything down low against any team really at all this season. So, you know, can we do that? If we can unlock Vooch in that way against the Toronto Raptors, then it definitely helps some. But the length of the Toronto Raptors just it defensively gives the Bulls fits. And this is a team that's only one game below 500, looking to move to be at 500 in this game if they win it, win it today. But this is a team that we know what we can do. We've competed against. We've won against. We've lost tough, tough games and close games against the Toronto Raptors. It, it comes down to execution. Now, while the Bulls did win that first game, shooting the ball terribly from the field, you're not going to win a lot of games like that if you shoot the ball that bad. So, of course, effective field goal percentage, we need that to be up a little bit more for the Bulls. We need the Bulls to dig in defensively, which is something that we need every single game, so that doesn't change either at all with this uh, with this team being in front of us. And most of the things that the Bulls need to do game in and game out is almost regardless of the opponent. The Bulls really do affect themselves, right? And that's not to, to, not to take away anything from the teams and what that we've played and what they do defensively. 
but the Bulls have to play a complete four quarters of basketball. If they do that, I give the Bulls a chance to beat anybody in this league. The Toronto Raptors, definitely, right? And so if the Bulls can do that, if they can come in, execute defensively, play solidly enough, I like that we're spreading out and having all starters scoring double-digit points in the last couple of games, things like that. But we need it to be more consistent. We have to come out and shoot the ball effectively and efficiently in the fourth quarter of the game. We cannot get down to a big deficit yet again and just expect that we're going to have the ability to come back out of it and, and work our way back. Because that, for Alex Caruso's comments and what we've talked about, it expounds a lot of energy from this team when you have to come back like that. Stay in the game, compete in the game, rely on your bench, looking for big nights from Drummond and Io DeSumo coming off the bench in this one. We'll see what happens with Patrick Williams um, in this game as well. But at the end of the day, execute. Whatever your role is, execute. Shoot the ball effectively. Move the ball around. Take advantage of turnovers. We forced 22 turnovers in that first game against the Toronto Raptors, I believe. And if we and the Bulls have shown when they force turnovers and they also get out in transition and score, we're a dangerous team. And so we got to continue to do those things if we want to win basketball games. And we'll see if this team is up to the test. We'll see if they're up to the coaching uh, standard as well. And if they can, the Bulls can definitely get a dub against the Toronto Raptors team. And we'll see what happens with that. Now, before we go, got so many voicemails because you guys have been going off. Uh, we got like 15 in there. I'm not going to get through all of them this week. I can I can guarantee that. But we're going to get into the first one for today. This one's from 8 Lives. What's going on, hey? It's the boy 8 Lives, man. I just want to come stay, see where you already know. Man, uh, we really the Bulls. Man, this is how I know HK and them really. I don't know if I, I, I won't say I trust them, but I don't know. They got some decent pieces, bro. The perfect move to me would be to move Zach and Vooch. Vooch is irritated. Zach looks irritated. We're not using Vooch in the right way. The things that we really need for him, like, you know, shooting threes and, you know, getting them offensive rebounds. He gets some or whatever, but at the end of the game, it never really means nothing. He can burn too much on the defense. I mean, he's just getting totally He's just getting towed up, and it might got something to do with the whole spirit of the team. Now, cool. I say keep DeMar and, and Caruso because I can see DeMar more so having the patience to let these other players, you know, these young players play ball and still have some pride. Because at the end of the day, DeMar know that uh, the coach going to give him the ball at the end of the game or whatever the case may be. So I think he's going to have more patience with these up-and-coming. And I think the Bulls should start playing the youngest players, man. Use our pieces like Andre Drummond. He could be a starting center. And use Julian Phillips and some of these guys off the bench. Don't get rid of nobody besides that. And Bruce, try to get something decent. Okay, we might not get the perfect, but just get some some shooters, man. Somebody that can hit a shot or somebody that's out here really playing with pride, man, and not being so nice. Kobe, like you said, a good piece. Patrick, let them boys grow. Get Zach out the way, see what happened. I wish we could get Billy out the way because Billy really killed me when he didn't have a balls enough to leave Booch out that game. Uh, he could have left Drummond in for defense. And I can't remember what game it was. We had 25 seconds left, and he took uh, Drummond out, even though Drummond was doing good. I just feel like Billy ain't really got no balls. He's just another uh, uh, Hoiberg where he's just doing – He's just going with the system. You know, we can't never see none of our uh, new players, even when our uh, players on the court not playing right. He never snatched nobody and be like, okay, let me see if Junior feels to play, even though this is the first score. He's just not really using no real coaching skills. So I want him out of there too. But C-Red, man, we still got a chance. Booch has been getting burnt a lot on defense. But here's the thing that I'll say is that you'll see anytime Drummond plays over 20 minutes, you see you start seeing the faultiness of Andre Drummond. So, 
I don't think Andre Drummond is a good starting uh, uh, option right now. I mean, in some spurts for you, and if you're if you're rebuilding, then it doesn't matter at all either in that in that point in time. But I don't think the Bulls trade Vooch. I think they're going to hold on to Vooch until they have a center replacement, a young center that they plan on bringing up. I don't think Vooch is going to be moved any point in time. And to me, even keeping DeMar DeRozan at this point with what we've seen from this team so far, and it's seeming like DeMar DeRozan is starting to take a, a step back, I, I, I'm I on the trade DeMar bandwagon. I already kind of was coming into the season anyway. But to me, if you move Zach Levine, depending on what you get back, unless you just get back pieces that just fit so well with DeMar DeRozan, I get it, like the mentorship of the young players, things like that. But at this point, I think you have to try to recoup some assets too because I don't think where the Bulls uh, sit right now that DeMar DeRozan is going to come back to this team. I think DeMar is a player that does want to try to compete for titles here before he uh, before his career ends. And I don't think if this team isn't showing improvement and an increased chance and odds to win basketball games, I don't see it happening, brother. But, hey, I could be wrong on that. Again, it really depends on what this team ends up going and becoming. And we'll end up seeing what the story is on that one. Um, but that's my thoughts on it. Great voicemail is always from 8 Lives. Let's get into this next one. This one is from the 219. I have never, ever in my life saw a team play the way the Bulls play at their home stadium. That is just fucking ridiculous. Oh, excuse my French. You know what? They just need, excuse my French, they just need to blow that team up. They need to blow it up. They ain't nothing in no aspect of the game. They don't know how to rebound. They don't fight. They they ain't nothing in the paint. Vukovic just get on my last nerve, drumming too. So we all waiting on um, Zach to get out of Chi-Town. It's just ridiculous. And why don't nobody ever talk about the coach? He needs to go. He's the first one needs to go. He needs to go right now. The Bulls is just ridiculous to watch. It's just ridiculous. They just weak in every aspect of the game. They can't rebound. Okay, thank you. Okay, I didn't probably say it enough. Go Bulls! Going off. Listen, um, <laughs> damn, uh, I got nothing to add. Like, as far as the Billy Donovan portion of it, um, the Bulls aren't a well-coached team. Billy Donovan isn't the right coach for the Chicago Bulls. They gave him this extension. He's probably not going anywhere. You guys know I don't like to sell you dreams. Billy Donovan's probably going to be around for the Chicago Bulls for a very, 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 very long time. Let me not say that. Let me not exaggerate. But at least for probably another one or two years before I think they move on from Billy Donovan. And uh, we'll see. I mean, Billy Donovan didn't want to be part of a rebuilding team. I don't know if that necessarily is why this team is not going to go a full rebuild. But I think when it comes down to it is that Billy Donovan's going to be here. And it's unfortunate because I don't think he's the right guy for the job. Um, and I know some people ran with the headline of, oh, Billy Donovan, the athletic reported that Billy Donovan seats hot, which is not what was said. The guy literally said, well, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, the Bulls may look to do something, but it wasn't reporting that, the, that Billy Donovan seats hot. So uh, I think Billy Donovan is very comfortable, and I think he's going to be uh, the coach of the Chicago Bulls for at least another couple of years, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, this team doesn't do a lot well. Um, I mean, rebounding, you said they don't rebound well. We rebound well. I think we've won more rebounding battles than we've lost at times this season. but. Even then, like you said, it's the key rebounds, right? When you need the 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 game-saving rebound or the momentum-changing rebound or put back or things like that, we don't get it. We get turnovers. We turn those into points. But, uh, you know, we don't do that consistently enough here over the last couple of games. The Bulls are a team that's struggling right now. And they're struggling, and I think it's mainly because the team doesn't have an identity. We don't move without the ball consistently. We don't have an identity. And that's what really is the biggest indictment of this version of the team for me is that we don't have an identity, and we haven't had one for going on four years. That's a struggle. That's a struggle for any team to try to overcome. So 
definitely agree with you. And I, you know, I'm glad that I, 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 I you have the space to to vent your frustrations because, hey, listen, a lot of Bulls fans are feeling the frustrations you're feeling as well, whether they say it or not. Well, that's it for the voicemails for today, guys. Thank you so much for leaving those voicemails. Make sure you guys are tuned in to the show and following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail like you heard on today's show for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related thanks to you guys and like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.